Welcome to Impact Texas, a public service of Cumulus Media Dallas on Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM. The Ticket. What's up? My name's Hondo. Each week we bring you events and organizations, issues, concerns all around North Texas, making a difference and having an impact on the lives of each and every one of us. February, as you know by now, National Mentoring Month, and hands down, one of the most well-known, one of my favorite mentoring organizations anywhere in the world, especially here in North Texas, is Big Brothers Big Sisters. And so that's who we're going to talk to for the next 30 minutes with my friend and the president of the Greater Dallas Chapter for Big Brothers Big Sisters, Bill Chin. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, Hondo. Good to hear from you, man. Now, how long have you been with Big Brothers Big Sisters? Well, two and a half years as agency full-time, but as a volunteer for about 10 years. I was just going to go there because I was waiting for the uh, the official title length of a couple years, and then I was going to go right into the next question of how did you get involved with them, and it sounds like you got involved with them as being a big brother or a volunteer. Yeah, being a big brother. I think I started out going to one of the galas, and uh, they're pretty good at sucking you in from there. Yeah. (laughs) As all the good organizations are, you know, if they – and that's a matter of the folks that are there really believing in the mission and the vision both, which are two different things. A lot of folks don't know that, um, of the organization. And clearly whoever it was that invited you to the gala some 10 years ago um, believed in what they were doing and – got that vision and mission across to you. Absolutely. I mean, you know, just the passion of the people who've been mentors, I mean, that that's always our best selling point, is go find someone who's actually mentored, and you're going to hear a ton of passion around this. Yeah, the website is bbbstx.org, which is short for Big Brothers Big Sisters Texas, bbbstx.org. You can get all kinds of information on there. So let's start at the beginning. Um if we can, give us a little bit of the history of Big Brothers Big Sisters. Yeah, we'll do. So Big Brothers and Big Sisters started 92 years ago. Wow. Uh, right in Dallas. Now, it um, the first match was made about three miles from downtown Dallas, and it's been going really well ever since. In fact, we're the largest Big Brothers and Big Sisters agency in America. So something about this mentoring and, you know, the culture of Dallas, the people in Dallas have really gelled because it's really gone well and it's gone well for decades. It, You know, we talk so much um, about Texas education. In fact, I had Dan Rather on, golly, three or four years ago sometime back. Um, he, he and his grandson started a little initiative to kind of, um, boost Texas education. And so we were talking about that. We were talking about it with um, communities and schools, both of Dallas and Tarrant County. And we were talking about the horrendous dropout rate. And I can't remember what year that was that we were talking about. I know in Tarrant County at the time, they were talking about 10,000 kids dropping out of school every year, which is just horrendous. And the impact that Big Brothers Big Sisters has on the graduation levels of these kids or advancing to the next level, and most importantly, staying out of the juvenile justice system, which is in itself a hindrance to somebody graduating if you're behind bars, um, is just, it's it's fantastic. 98% of the kids that are involved in the Big Brothers Big uh, Big Sisters program are promoted to the next grade level, graduated, or stayed out of the juvenile justice system. Right there, gold star, that speaks for itself. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of our focus is, you know, particularly as we get into the secondary education part of this, is on the soft skills. Uh, you know, a lot of these kiddos are really talented academically. I mean, most of the kids who are in our program are successful academically, but they're facing a lot of economic adversity or home life adversity. And so what they need is they need someone who paints a vision for them of what their future could be like. You know, no one's capable of pulling the adversity out of these kids' lives. It's tough being poor. But what you can do is you can give them a vision, and then you can work on some of the skills that our mentors have been through. They, they know what it's like to be a freshman in a dorm room. They've been there. And, and then they can kind of project, and we can help them understand that not only is that kiddo that you're dealing with going to have all those tough new startup things when we all go to college, but they might be the poorest kid in their dorm room. And so what are some things that they can do to make them enjoy that experience a little more? What experience can you bring to this kiddo that's going to make him stick in that university because so many of our kiddos don't drop out because of academics. They don't drop out um, even because of the money. Um, they drop out because they just feel really lonely there. And so that's a lot of our focus is on these soft skills that takes them to these graduation rates, to the two-year and the four-year degrees. How do we get them through those programs? And then it takes them way past even the graduation into when we're talking about interview skills and things like that, trying to get a job, keep a job, um, being able to have that foundation that comes from Big Brothers Big Sisters, you know, how do, how do you resolve conflict um, when your boss, <laughs> first time your boss tells you to do something, you know, you're probably not going to be able to respond like you did to, uh, sadly, like a lot of these kids do to their parents. Um, or like you initially may do to a big brother who you haven't really um, vetted, if you will, to make sure that they're in it for the long haul. Sometimes at the beginning it's like, okay, I don't know really that you're not going to leave like, quote, everybody else has. Right, and that's a, that's a, a big issue for our kiddos. I mean, and, and frankly, that's exactly my experience, Hondo, is you meet a new kiddo. I've had a few little brothers now, and – that's that's really the first few months is convincing him, hey, I'm not going anywhere. I'm in this for the long haul. And the long haul usually means two to three years until, until they sort of graduate and go on to bigger and better things. But you do have to convince them that, that you're there and that, you know, this is why we've designed a program that makes it easy to stick with your kiddo. It makes it, you know, we try and provide, for example, last weekend, me and my little went to the Mavs game. I actually got amazing tickets that were donated by – um, one of our, our amazing companies that support us. And we provide a lot of different activities so that when you get a, a kiddo, that you've got all these neat alternatives. So all the pressure is not on you to figure out what to do with your kiddo. And it makes it easy to kind of stick with those kiddos for the next several years. Now, we only ask for one year, but our average mentor enjoys the process so much that we're at about three and a half years for our average relationship. That is fantastic. And then what ages? Like how young can these kids be a little brother? What's the age uh, requirement for somebody to be a big brother? Kind of go into some of those details. Gotcha, Anna. Well, 18 is for our mentors. So you've got to right. be a minimum of 18. Um, and we're not looking for people who've, who've been amazingly successful. We're looking for people who just negotiated life. I mean, a lot of our kiddos don't have both parents at home. 
Um, and so, you know, and frankly, a lot of our young men don't have fathers at home. So just the fact that you're an adult male can add amazing things to these kiddos' lives. We start at 6. Our average uh, relationship starts at 11. Most of our kiddos kind of start the program at 11. And they do age out at 18. But uh, the truth of it is that's efficient when they age out. I'm still in touch with everyone I've ever mentored. Uh, I was talking to one of our mentors the other day named Dale Long. He's been entering in the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth area for 45 years. He's had seven different mentees. He's been in the wedding of one of his kiddos, and that kiddo was in his wedding. I mean, so he's got this relationship, still in touch with all seven of the kiddos that he's worked with. I mentioned the 98% of these kids who are a part of the Big Brothers Big Sisters program being promoted to the next grade level, graduated or stayed out of the juvenile justice system, 98% also improve in their attitudes towards risky behaviors. And man, oh man, when we talk about all the stuff that is thrown at these kids at that 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 age range now that you and I fortunately didn't have to go through, um, it's it's relentless. Uh, and... When these kids are faced with some of the challenges, as you mentioned, of not having both parents at home, um, sometimes the family life that they do have at home is not the greatest. Some of these pressures, you know, they're not, you know, bullying, online bullying is not always presented initially as online bullying. You know, it's, uh, it's presented as, you know, well, hey, you know what, you're right, you don't have to listen to that. You know, they don't have to tell you what to do. They don't need to tell you what to do. You know, I'll be your friend. I'll listen to you. And next thing you know, you're in trouble. Right. Well, right. And and a lot of what Big Brothers and Big Sisters work on as an agency is essentially we're a social work agency. We provide every single match, every single mentor with a professionally degreed social worker that's there to help negotiate some of those things like that you just mentioned. Um, and you're right. A lot of our kiddos are going through stuff that, as adults, we never had to go through. But one of the great things about Big Brothers and Big Sisters is that we supply a social worker to talk to mom, to talk to the kiddo, and mainly to talk to the mentor. So when issues come up, you've always got that support system. And that social worker, our average tenure in the building is about 10 years for our social workers. So they've seen it all. So, you know, when I get into an area where I'm not sure what to do, I've always got that resource that I can call up and say, look, my kid has gone through this. Do you have any recommendations? And almost every time they've got a recommendation. And what are some of the recommendations, some of the scenarios uh, that these kiddos are facing that the big brothers or big sisters might have to lean on a social worker on? Well, good question, Anna. And, and you know, for me, I can, I can tell you that one time my kiddo – I, you know, I met him after school and we were shooting hoops and I, I talked about his homework. And, you know, again, our job, we're not tutors. We're not, we're not there to nag them. We're there to support them. But that comes up. He's a really gifted student, clearly going on to a, a scholarship. But, but it, he said to me, look, the lights are off in my house. I mean, we, we can't pay the electric bill. And, and I felt a ton of pressure on that. And, but, but what I did is I did what I was trained to do, and that was call my social worker at Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And my social worker said, no problem, Bill. Um, there's a bunch of really great bolt-on services through the city, through some of the utility companies. 
And she did her magic, and the lights were back on the next day. And I, I don't know how they did it or what they did, but those social workers have a lot of resources available to them so that I could just focus on a good relationship with my kiddo and not get distracted by some of the other noise that, that happens in the lives of people facing adversity. What are some other, again, my name's Hondo, it's Impact Texas, hanging out with Bill Chin, who's the president for the Dallas Market of Big Brothers Big Sisters, February National Mentor Month, and this is by far one of the, I mean, just hands down, one of the best mentoring organizations in the world, not just here in North Texas. Ironically, it did start here in Dallas. Some, what'd you say, 92 years ago? Yeah, 92 years ago. Sorry, I should tell you, it did start 104 years ago in Philadelphia. Okay. Dallas and Fort Worth were one of the first people to jump on board. Okay, so actually the very first ones were out in Philadelphia, but here in, in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, 92 years ago in Dallas, not too far from where we're at, downtown Dallas. Man, that's a long time for an organization to be around and to continue doing what they're doing um, and the impact that they're having on these kids. Any idea how many kids' lives have been changed in that 92 years? Oh, tens of thousands. I mean, it, and, I, and I tell you, my evidence for that is just how many of our recipients are now on our boards, are now donors, are you know mentors themselves. So we, it's hard not to run into, and it's particularly in this part of the country where it's been so prevalent, it's really hard for me not to run into people all the time who tell me they're recipient. I was playing, I play in the old man's soccer league, and we're so slow uh, these days that you actually talk to the guy you're guarding, right, because you're not running that fast. And, and you know, I, he just said, where are you working? I said, big brothers and big sisters. And it turned out he was a recipient. So, I mean, I, you know, honestly, we have so much support from our former littles and and it's great and you know often and i always say this they're disproportionately successful because as you mentioned they go on to these you know really great educational careers but they do it the hard way so my theory is when they come out and they go into business that oftentimes because they did it the hard way and they've already faced a lot of adversity in their lives they're pretty successful in their business careers, and then they come back and they bring that business knowledge and, and those financial resources back to the cause. So we still need donations, but we are very lucky to have so many of our recipients support us in so many different ways. Again, the website, bbbstx.org. You can get all the information you need right there as well on how to get involved, donating, and things like that. Let's talk about some of the programs. Mentor 2.0, um, technology. That's the other thing you and I really didn't have to do. I mean, I remember back even I was all the way into high school before I saw my first Apple computer and it wasn't a pretty item either. Um, You know, we just didn't have to do, you know, we didn't have iPads in the classroom and all this other stuff that these kids have now. So talk about some of the work that these bigs are doing as far as mentoring where technology is concerned with these kids, especially as you get into that junior high, middle high, uh, middle school, and high school. Yeah, Mentor 2.0. Now, that, that is a program that did start in the DFW area, and now it's rolled out to 18 different cities. And, and what it does is so many of our mentors are saying, look, I travel for business, I, I, I'm crazy about my kiddo, but I, I need to stay in touch. And so many of our kiddos are so comfortable with this technology. We sort of, frankly, we fought it for a little while, and then we finally gave in and said, let's leverage this technology in the mentoring sphere. So with this Mentor 2.0 means you could be in a, a Marriott in Shanghai, and you can be in touch with your kiddo. So it's turned out to be just a wonderful 
way to still get that really rich and bonding relationship with your kiddo, but yet allow you to kind of go on and, and live your life the way that you're doing it. And the kiddos love it because, you know, the technology to them is second nature. And in this program, we actually become part of their curriculum at their school. So one of our social workers actually becomes a teacher for them. And each week they go to a class that supports our mentor um, and sort of guides them through staying in touch with their mentor from a technological point of view. So that's been a wonderful program. And you mentioned the school, a site base. So a big brother or big sister can meet with their little a um, couple times a month throughout the school year, right there at the school, maybe during an extended lunch, recess, throw around baseball, do all kinds of stuff. Um, that's got to have a big psychological effect on the kid that, hey, I better stay in school, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I need to make sure I'm not skipping. Well, absolutely. I mean, one of the one of the strange things, in, you know, is, is we often live in our suburban bubbles is, you know, a lot of our kiddos, you know, they, they do show up to school, and, and we do have a positive impact on truancy rates. But when you get to a certain poverty level, one of the reasons they're showing up to school is because they get fed at school. Yes. And sometimes, unfortunately, that's the only place they get fed. So when you're getting fed, you show up. But to your great point, when a mentor can show up at the school and, and show support for that institution – and know the counselors. And I was in that program, school-based, and it afforded me an opportunity where I could just go spend my lunch there. I mean, I got to eat anyway. I would just go eat with my kiddo and be back at, at the office. And let me tell you, when I got back to the office, I was so energized. I mean, it was just a way to get away from my crazy day and just sort of bond with a 13-year-old and talk about, you know, the fun things in their life and the problems in their life. And and, man, I would always come back really refreshed, but I was also in a place where I could talk to the counselor and, you know, really kind of understand the trajectory of the kiddo I was working with. That That's a great program, too. One of the things I love talking about are programs that our seniors can get involved in. We talk with the Senior Source and various other organizations from time to time because the last thing you want our seniors doing is just sitting around watching Matlock on TV. And, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just saying um, not that Matlock isn't a great show. I love it, you know, but there's other things these folks can be doing to keep their mind um, occupied and keep themselves feeling young, right, and spry. And sitting around well, watching TV is not the thing to do, to, to do that. Yeah, right, even if it is Matlock. Even if it is Matlock. Um, but you're so right. I mean, I think that that's a great point is it, you know, it, it particularly – some of our retired mentors really benefit from. But but frankly, uh, they may benefit the most, but all of our mentors benefit. I mean, that, the, the thing that I think we join to help kids, um, but the surprising part of it is how it enriches our lives. And, and I can speak personally. I got five kids, and all of my kids have always within their orbit – there's been a kiddo in their lives that has a lot less than they do. And it's kept them grounded. And, and my daughter, who is now 20, she's a big, and, you know, I didn't really try and talk her into it. She really picked it herself and wanted to do it. But all of my kids now have a perspective that I think some of their friends in, in these, you know, wonderful schools and these suburban bubbles just don't get that perspective. And this is a really safe way of getting your family involved 
with a different side of life that they're not going to see. So, uh, yeah, I, I love your point. This is very beneficial to our retired mentors. I think it keeps them in touch and a little bit younger, perhaps. But it, it's really beneficial to, for all our mentors. Mm-hmm. We talk about STEM all the time, too. In fact, I had folks over at the Perot Museum on not too long ago talking about STEM. But another one is outdoors, getting these kids, guys and girls, involved in outdoor outdoor activities um you know when we talk to girl scouts and things like that and um sometimes you know especially now in the age of video games and iphones and other whatever um talking about going out hunting and fishing and doing all this other stuff may not be the most exciting thing until you get them out there and then they're blown away so that's another activity that these bigs can do and it's another program that Big Brothers Big Sisters here at uh, Dallas County, uh, Greater Dallas area, promotes is Bigs Outdoors. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, that's an amazing program. I mean, Hondo, you got to remember, a lot of these kiddos, they they don't go within twelve blocks of their house. So when you when you go to the southern sector of Dallas or the southern sector of Fort Worth, you pick up that kiddo and you take him to a ranch uh, out in West Texas, and you teach him how to fire a shotgun safely. I mean, for them, this is it's like walking on Mars. Uh, and so that's our kiddos love it. Our mentors love it because they can't believe the response they get out of their kiddos. I mean, this is just so exciting for them just to get out of the city, get into the countryside, see a different part of life. And, and in essence, that's what Big Brothers and Big Sisters is about. It's about taking kiddos who have often very supportive parents, but usually only one, but that parent, because they're usually so busy living life, doesn't really have the opportunity or the means to show them different parts of this amazing country that we live in. So I love that program where kiddos who never thought they would hunt, never thought they would you know, be taught how, how to shoot a rifle, get out there in the countryside. And, man, those are some of my favorite days. We always talk about, uh, we've been talking about, and it seems like it always comes up, this one-to-one connection, um, talking about the one person being a big brother or the one person being a big sister. But this is really something that corporations, whether you're a big corporation or a small corporation, if you want to get your employees involved in um, giving back to the community, this is an awesome way to get employees involved uh, in philanthropy and in giving back to the community by being a big, right? Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that we do with a lot of companies is is when we get, you know, even if it's just four or five bigs in one company, you know, we can make that kind of a bonding experience for that group. And oftentimes, you know, you would mention it going over to a junior high school at lunchtime, and we can arrange it where there's four or five of our kiddos there so that the company can go over as a group. And, yes, it's one-on-one mentoring, but it's kind of fun when you all jump in the same car and you go out to lunch and, and you can kind of talk about your experience with your kiddos. So that that's a big um, sort of a selling point to companies um, that they can kind of mentor together, but also um, – you know, we have other activities that don't involve, you know, a full long year commitment where companies can come over and work one of our events and meet some of our kiddos and support the cause. So, you know, our, and, and as I mentioned earlier, a lot of our companies donate tickets to the kiddos. And, and not only is the Cowboys and the Rangers and um, 
the Mavs more recently, they often provide us free tickets for our mentors and their kiddos. And, and, you know, you get to know some of these mentors. It becomes kind of a community. Yeah. You know, Hannah, I'll put a little bit of what you said before all together because, you know, many of our kiddos have parents or parents who, who are incarcerated. If you have one parent who's incarcerated, you have a 70% chance of being incarcerated yourself in the future. If you have two parents incarcerated, it goes up to 90%. But if you have a mentor for over a year, it drops down to single digits. And, and that's, you know, a big part of our Bigs and Blue program is we're dealing with kiddos who kind of their trajectory takes them to prison. And when we found we matched them with police officers, it's amazing what happens. So many of those kiddos want to then become police officers. And imagine the swing for society where you've got someone whose trajectory takes them to incarceration, and now their goal is to, to protect society. So now you've got a, a taxpayer who's protecting society as opposed to someone who's incarcerated at somewhere around seventy dollars or $80,000 a year to the taxpayer. That, that's a really big, impactful program that we're very excited about. Very cool. And if you want more information on it, you can always hit them up online at bbbstx.org. Any closing thoughts on what you want folks to know that they may not know about the wonderful work that Big Brothers Big Sisters uh, is doing here in the North Texas area? Well, we covered a lot of ground, but the one thing I would say is we really do need the fellas to step up. You know, we've got a lot of, we've got a thousand kiddos on our wait list just in Dallas County. It's about 1,500 if you look at North Texas. And most of those are, are boys. So, you know, we, we still need women volunteers, but at the end of the day, we need the fellas to step up. We've got a lot of great young men, men are out there who are getting great grades. They could be on an amazing trajectory. They just need a little bit of influence from an adult male, and that will make all the difference in life. So I guess if I can make an appeal, Hondo, it would be we need the fellas to step up and come and volunteer. Sounds good to me. Get more information. Hit them up online anytime at bbbstx.org. They are the big brothers, big sisters. You know them. Get out and support them. I am Hondo. Special thanks to my friend and the president for the Greater Dallas Chapter, Bill Chin. Till next week, go out and make it a great week and dare to care. You've been listening to Impact Texas on Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket. Impact Texas is produced weekly as a public service of Cumulus Media Dallas. Ticket P1s, if you have a show idea or not-for-profit event, let us know about it at 214-523-2763. That's 214-523-2763. Thanks for caring about the community and for listening to Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket.